I'm Dada Veda Pragyananda. Some people call me Dada Veda. And I'm here with another episode of DharmaCast, Anandamarga DharmaCast, the podcast. And I apologize for a long lapse. I haven't done one in quite a while, but we hope to become more regular in the present and in the near future. So today, I want to address a topic which is, it looks like it could be difficult, but it's really not that. It's quite easy to understand. It's called the four vargas and devotion. So what are the vargas? Um, if you are familiar with the yoga concept of chakras, in each chakra, there are f- certain petals. At least, you know, the yogis depict them as having petals. They're centers of the body where through meditation, yogis have realized that there are certain characteristics there. And these petals on the on the different chakras have symbolic meaning and they're, they're linked to certain human urges. So in the first chakra, which is at the base of the spine, there is an energetic center there, that, that first energetic center. And it has four propensities which it controls. They're called Kama, Artha, Dharma, and Moksha or Mokka. So these are the, the fundamental urges that are very important. And then when you get to the sixth chakra, you only have two. And that is um, Paravidya and Aparavidya. So it means one is Apara means the knowledge of the world. And Paravidya is the knowledge of of the transcendental, the spiritual. So what I like to say is that these chakras, they sort of make bookends of the human propensities. And in between, in each chakra, there are different kind of propensities like um, fear and shame and hatred and things like this are, are there. Like in, in the third chakra, you're going to find a lot of things there. And, or, and all the chakras have certain propensities. But in these first two, in this first chakra and in the sixth chakra, you have the bookend. These are the, it's where it starts and where it ends. So what's going on in the first chakra? This is the realm of these four basic desires or called the four vargas. So the first varga is called kama. So this is physical desire. So you might have heard there's a book called the Kama Sutra because it was dedicated to the uh, art of uh, lovemaking and just pure um, sexual ecstasy. But, but this is not what kama means because kama means all kinds of we have all kinds of physical desires and needs. We do. Have, we have genuine needs. This is not something which is um, superfluous. We, you, you get hungry, you have to eat. Um, see, so all these are the physical needs, and they must be satisfied. That's why one yogi once said, Ramakrishna, he said, to a hungry man, a piece of bread is God. So you can't talk about God or higher values or this or that to someone who hasn't eaten in two days. You have to first feed that person before they can sit and listen to your lofty lecture. So these physical desires have to be 
satisfied. So this is the base. And then the second one is called artha. Artha means the psychic desire. Like we have a desire to know what is going on, what's happening, where am I, what am I supposed to do? So what does this mean? What, what is the meaning of this word, this this thing that's written in the book or, or, or what someone asked me? I don't know. So we have a desire to know these things. And that's why we, we learn. But then there is another desire. It's called Dharma. And this is psycho-spiritual Dharma. And so that's why I'm going to read from my Guru's book, um, the Anandavachanamritam, and he, he talks about this. He says, the third varga is dharma, which fulfills the psycho-spiritual necessities. Not only do humans have physical needs, they have subtle ones as well. Those who have no desire for any of the physical necessities sometimes leave their homes and embrace the life of a monk. Why should they make such a choice? Why should a prince become a renunciate? What sort of desire prompted Mahaprabhu Chaitanya to accept the life of a sannyasi, sannyasi or renunciate? What prompted Buddha to relinquish his beautiful kingdom? They all had no further physical desires. There was no further need for kama and artha in their lives. But why did they choose to completely give up their worldly lives? The reason is that there was a very deep desire in the back of their minds. When people reach a subtle level of existence, they realize they are hopelessly ignorant. Having just entered that higher stratum, they are unable to understand the subtler expressions of life. This leads to a longing for the spiritual. This is the third varga, or dharma, which leads to the fulfillment of psycho-spiritual necessities. So you may wonder yourself, it happened to me, you know, at a certain part of my life, I was not um, satisfied with the physical and the psychic, and I had a tremendous urge. I became a monk, yes, I became a monk. You don't have to become a monk to satisfy this um, Vargo de desire, but definitely it will stir you to certain kind of action in your life. Maybe that's why you're listening to this podcast. There are hundreds of other podcasts you could be listening to, some about how to make more money, but you're not listening to that one. You're listening to this one. Why? Because when that desire is there for psycho-spiritual attainment, then you start to undertake certain activities. And then the fourth varga is moksha, and I'll read from um, the book again. When human beings attain the fullest expression, they feel that it is a liability and become eager to return the gift to him or to God from whom it came. Your objects, O Lord, I offer unto you. I surrender myself up to you as you are the supreme terminus, O Lord. And this is the last stage. It is called moksha or salvation. So, Earlier in this discourse, my guru was talking about itihasa, is that literature which prepares the mind for the fulfillment of all four vargas. So we need to fulfill these four vargas, but in the 
in also one of the books, which is a Purana, or it's a mythology, there is a story about what you how to how to fulfill these four vargas, four desires. But before I get onto that story, if we look at these desires, they resemble to me a little bit of what Abraham Maslow was talking about in his humanistic psychology. And it's a very common thing. I think other psychologists have said that, that people have certain hierarchy of needs. And you have to fulfill these first these um, basic needs of the physical and then the psychic. And then you, you, you go up and up. And until there's this, like, the physical needs of survival is met, nobody's going to uh, be interested in whether you have higher learning or higher spirituality. So you must satisfy these needs in all people, and, and we must in ourselves satisfy them. But once we get a little bit of fulfillment in the, the physical and the psychic realm, and then the spiritual um, quest begins in this realm of dharma, and finally it goes to moksha, where we just want to merge with the supreme. So in one of the Puranas, or one of the mythologies of India, there is a very nice story about these four Vargas, and it's a very simple way how to realize them. So I'm going to read this from the book again. Um, there was a sage named Vishwamitra, and he was going to a place called Mithila with Rama and Lakshmana. So Rama is the the legendary king in the Ramayana, and Lakshmana was his brother. Remember that I have already told you that the Ramayana, from which the story has been taken, is a pure fiction, and thus one should not expect it to be consistent with reality. It is educative, no doubt, but not factually true. When they reached the other bank of the river, they saw to their amazement that at the touch of the holy feet of Rama, their boat had been transformed into gold. The astonished boatman exclaimed, Good, good heavens, what an amazing thing. He must be an amazing person. He ran home and narrated the astonishing incident to his wife, who immediately grabbed as many things as she could carry, kitchen utensils and the like, and rushed to where Rama was standing. She placed all the objects at his feet to convert them into gold. To carry all the wooden furniture to the boat, get it converted into gold, and then carried it all back was a Herculean task. Things became a lot heavier when, when they are converted into gold. So the boatman's wife had aches all over her body and pains in her back and hands, and soon the poor wife was no longer able to carry the load. But under the spell of greed, she wanted to acquire more and more gold. People do their utmost to bind themselves with worldly bondages and often fall prey to this greed instinct. So even though her back was badly aching, she was unwilling to stop carrying the wooden furniture to get it converted into gold. Um, so this is a psychic disease. You know. So then the boatman said to his wife, stop this folly. 
how much longer will you be able to carry the load? You'll get deeper and deeper into difficulty. Your greed for gold will never end. You'll probably die under its weight. You'll never be able to satisfy your greed. So stop this folly, stupid woman. Yes, I may be stupid, she replied, but now I am helpless. There's nothing I can do about it. The boatman advised, instead of carrying all the loads of wood and gold, why don't you simply carry those two feet, which have such extraordinary qualities, and at the touch of which everything gets converted into gold? So she went up to Rama and said, well, you just have to come along with me. At first, Rama was unwilling to go, but due to their, her insistence, he finally agreed and sat down in the boat. Then, strangely enough, the boatman's wife forgot about her desire to get everything converted into gold and became totally absorbed in the thought of those two feet. Having attained the ultimate thing, why should she bother about the gold? Now she couldn't get anything converted into gold whatever she wished. The boatman's wife said, Rama, please leave something with me as a proof of your visit to, to my house. So Rama gave her four delicious fruits. She asked, what are they? Where were they grown? What they signified? And what their fruits, their names were? Lakshmana told her the names of these four fruits. They were Kama, Arta, Dharma, and Moksha. Lakshmana further said, after attaining these two feet, one needn't look for the four Vargas. They will come to the recipient automatically. One not, need not worry about them. So one who's a genuine devotee should not worry about all these things, about the attainment of these Vargas. Um, then here's something very interesting. Um, we'll do some further podcasts about it. My guru said, I have formulated the progressive utilization theory to resolve the defects and discrepancies which exist in the mundane world. There was no necessity to think about the attainment of the Vargas in the past, nor is there in the future nor will there be in the in the, past, the present or in the, will there be in the future. To prevent the possibility of future problems and inconsistencies arising, I have formulated PROUD, which is a theory of how to bring about the attainment of the, the physical necessities for all the people in an equitable manner. Then everyone said to Lakshmana, your elder brother has given fruits so you should give us one, at least one. Lakshmana replied, What can a poor man like myself offer you? I only have one fruit, which I will be happy to give you. What's that fruit called? They asked Lakshmana. Uh, they asked. Lakshmana told them, A lesson until you hold this fruit in your hand you will never be able to attain the other four. Please, tell us what it's called, they said impatiently. Please, give it to us that we may attain the four others. Lakshmana said, you know, 
I am a very poor man. The name of my fruit is devotion. Okay, that's the story. So, these basic desires, the four Vargas, we have to attain them. And it seems like a lot of work um, to, to get everything set physically, everything set psychically, and then on the spiritual realm, you know, the spiritual realm is, is not so easy. It's, and to finally to get liberation, the moksha, it's not an easy task. But Lakshmana said the secret, and also what, what the lady realized um, when the gold is not the important thing, it was what turned those things into gold. And what is that? That's the godliness of, of Rama, because Rama was symbolic of, 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 of God. It's, it's that godliness, is, is uh, um, that spirituality, that pure spirituality. That's the essence. That turns everything into gold. But to get it, um, so Brahma said, I'm giving it to you. I'm giving you these, um, these, these, the fruits, the four vargas. But to get that easily, you need one fruit. And that one fruit is devotion. So this is an advanced lecture. <laughs> it's, not, it's an advanced one. But in, in the spiritual path, you know, there are many roads to follow. You can start with the path of knowledge. You want to find out what's in this book. What 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 are all these things? What is meditation? What is this? What is that? Um, so there's, there's knowledge. There's a path of karma. Um, the path of karma. You said I will do good deeds. I will do karma yoga to others. But but the 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 most effective path is the path of devotion. When you 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 start to forget that you want to attain something for yourself. You see, the biggest problem on the spiritual path is our ego. We, we want this, my this, my that, my, my liberation. My, when you forget even about that, and when you forget and you say, no, I want to give, I want to give something. And that awakens in people when, when you walk further on the path and when you want to give. And you want to give what? You want to give pleasure, to the bestower of all your spiritual gifts. You want to give something. Instead of to take, you want to give. And that's what devotion is. So I, it's an advanced lecture. Maybe I shouldn't have included it in this series of podcasts. But but anyway, as you practice spirituality more and more, you're going to see that it, it's this, I call it the paradox of spirituality. We all come to the path of spirituality because we wanted something. Every one of us, we wanted to, I wanted to do better in school. We wanted to get rid of our hang-ups. We wanted to do this, do that. We wanted to become enlightened. Oh, we want, I want this. But then there comes a point when you don't want anything anymore. And then you want to give. You give it in service to people around you. That's, that's why we say um, the, the qualities of... Um, of, of the human being, of dharma, is um, vistara, rasa, and seva. First you expand your mind, and then you flow with the bliss of, of being one with the cosmic rhythm, but then you have seva awakens in your mind. You want to give. So finally, seva goes into devotion. When the seva is not just to humans, but even to God, you want to give pleasure to God. And so as I say, it's advanced. Some people will turn off the thing right now. Okay, who, what is this God stuff? But 
God is just is not the the guy in the sky with a beard. It's it's that the the fundamental essence of the spiritual nature of this universe, this fundamental spirituality, the essence of it all. And when you want to give your service to that, that's devotion. And that is the key. And when that is done, when you have that fruit, you have that devotion, you will conquer all physical challenges, all psychic challenges, psycho-spiritual challenges, and ultimately you will be completely successful in your spiritual journey. So this is the um, the podcast for today, and um, I hope you'll enjoy it. And if you enjoy it, uh, remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you are. I don't know; you could be watching it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, so many platforms, or if you're on DharmaCast website, our website is www.dharmacast.com. And I put it, it'll be in the description of this um, podcast, wherever you may find it. So you can go there um, and you can go there for more podcasts in case it's not in your podcast uh, aggregator, whatever, however you're listening to it. And um, visit more of these uh, things. And if you have any questions, you can send an email. I think the best way is info at dharmacast d-h-a-r-m-a-c-a-s-t dot com that's the best way you send it info at dharmacast dot com and we will we'll answer you and not only that if you want to suggest a topic then you do that and we will we will um, consider that and, and maybe make a whole sh- program about your request so that's all I want to say and I thank you so much um, and I and I leave you with what we call namaskar, and it means I salute you with all the divine charms of my mind and all the love and cordiality of my heart. <laughs>